0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, growing up, I had this uh, one moment that I remember where I had done something I should not have done. <laughs> it was maybe 12, 13, something like that, and uh, my dad found out. And so my dad took me outside to the backyard where no one could hear, no one could see, and I steeled myself for what would happen next. <laughs> but... And my dad, with tears in his voice, said, "That is not how a dinger acts. Right? That's not how one of us acts. That's not who you belong to. That's not who you belong to. You see, you know, when we, when we go out in the world, we are a reflection of, you know, our parents, that's who we are is our parents, and people see them, see us and they see our parents, for good, for bad. How we act is about who we belong to. And you belong to God. You belong to God. You've been baptized into Him. You follow Him. And so you belong to Him. And so you belong to Him. And if you belong to Him, you act like Him. You are godly. To be godly. And to be godly doesn't mean, you know, we're to be prim and proper and to somehow live in the 1950s. (laughs) It's not... Uh, Leave it to Beaver. That's not godliness. Godliness is acting like God. and The way we see God act is the way we see Him act in Jesus on the cross. Giving Himself up for us. Loving us to the end. And so we are to copy Him. St. Paul says in Ephesians 5, 5, he says, Imitate God. Mimic God. And we do it, he goes on, he says, by walking in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. To be like God, to be like the one we belong to, is to love like God on the cross. And for as much as our life conforms to that kind of love, we are being godly. And as much as our life does not conform to that, we are just acting according to the flesh. Being humanly. The church there in Corinth, they had gotten themselves all conflicted and divided up with one another for lots of different reasons. But this is the second time that Paul has pointed out some of their division was about some were saying, I follow Paul, others I follow Apollos. Earlier he said some were saying they followed Peter, and others would say they followed Christ, dividing the church all up. I like this guy more than that guy. I really like to listen to this preacher and not to that preacher. I'm really committed to, you know, uh, the, the guy that led me into the faith when I was in youth group. And that's who I'm really following. Or I really followed that, that preacher on the radio. That's really my guy. Or this one who uh, baptized me when I was a baby. You know, that's, that's mine. We do the same kind of thing. This who do I belong to. Who do I belong to? We're really good at that, dividing ourselves up, saying that we belong to all different kind of people. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm independent. I'm a this. I'm of that. We do that pretty well. Well, we'll say, you know, I'm an American. I'm a, a this. I'm of that. You know, say this is my nationality. That's where I identify myself as, dividing myself from others. I am devoted to this culture, this is my language, this is my way, this is my tradition, this is my political inclination, whatever they might be, whatever they might be, those ways, those focuses, is acting humanly, belonging just to humans, not belonging to God. We belong to God, you belong to Him, and as people who belong to Him, you act like Him, imitate Him. Proclaim him with our life, with all that we are. To proclaim everything that we know that he has told us is that through the cross. The cross tells us everything we need to know about God. The cross tells me everything I need to know about myself. The cross tells me everything I need to know about you. and Everything I need to know about any other person. The cross tells me that this is the kind of love that God has for you. It tells us about the kind of power that God has a power that transforms the world. See, it's easy, we have got to be careful here, because it's so easy to get the gospel mixed up in other things. Other opinions, other agendas, even churchly agendas, and ideas, and plans. To so never let those things, not that they're bad or they're wrong, just don't let those things get mixed up in the gospel, in the cross. The whole of church history has this ugly habit of mixing the beauty of the cross with the ugliness of other things. Like we just belong to ourselves and not to God. It happened in the church in Corinth. I belong to Paul. I belong to Apollos. This is my guy. And the gospel lost the beauty of God and the power of God. And became just like acting like people. This is so key to our life, practical for our everyday life, that the gospel, of the cross, is that God is bringing all things to himself. God is not bringing all things to me. God is not bringing all things to you or to Timothy. God is not bringing all things to one leader or to another. God is bringing all things to himself. All in heaven, all in earth, all things in the past, all things in the future, and even this moment. Yeah. God is taking even this moment as it is. Bring it to himself. Restoring all things to him. And so all the disharmony and the conflict that we face, whether it's as nations or as just people within our marriages, within our families, within our communities, it's all because things are not being reconciled. Not, I'm not reconciled to myself or I'm not reconciled to you. Clearly not always reconciled to God. So these are problems. All problems are this problem. Division, separation, in the church or in a family, in a nation, in the world. It's not being reconciled to God. But God is working through Jesus on the cross, reconciling all things to him. And that brings peace and the fullness of life. It fills us with the love of God, this perfect love of God which casts out all fear. And that brings us harmony and peace, because we live out what is true. And so we act like God, imitating Him. And so it changes then our marriage, it changes our neighborhoods, it changes our church, it changes the world. It's really deep theology, but it's also very practical. day-to-day practicality that we have this power the cross has the only power to really resolve any conflict or any division. For in the cross, we belong to God. And so we belong to each other. And it's because of the cross that in this life I get to have one opinion about other people, I get to have one opinion about you, and you only get one about me. <laughs> okay, And that opinion is not, I'm right and you're wrong. Do it my way, not yours. The only opinion that we really get to have is that we get to agree with what God has said about us. And God has said that you are worth dying for. And so that's the opinion I get to have about you. That you are worth God dying for. That's a daily challenge for sure. It's a moment-by-moment challenge to maintain that mind because our minds are these opinion-creating factors. We eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and we think we have now the wisdom to decide who is right and who is wrong. But if we can commit ourselves to this one, this one mind that, that everyone is worth dying for, we will be confronting all day long these judgments that we make all day long inside ourselves about other people. This week I was painfully made aware of this just to myself. I had this uh, one conversation I was going to have to have with someone and it had been going on for this problem had been happening for a while and finally it just had to, we just had to deal with it. And I was ready to just kind of let them know, <laughs> put them in their place and be done with it. <laughs> and uh, kind of be that way. But at the same time, thank God that I was also thinking about what he was telling me this week in his word. Uh, in, in the readings for today. So I was working on this, and I said, well, if I'm going to imitate God, how am I going to imitate God here? Now, that did not make the problem go away. <laughs> Unfortunately, we still have to deal with the issues. Okay? So we still had to deal with it and work through it. And I, we did. We did. But what did change? What did change is my opinion of them changed. And so no longer was I the one that had to be the judge and the arbiter. And the one to tell them, you know, this is how wrong you were, put them in their place. It took away my need to act in a humanly way of dividing. I told my brain, shut up. <laughs> I don't have to listen to you. I can listen to God, who tells us all I need to know about each other. See, so all of these opinions that we have of people, it's a way of rebelling against God. Those opinions, they divide us. But when it comes to walking in love and imitating God, acting godly, belonging to Him, there is no off button for walking in love. And so if you want to know, is today the right day to love someone? Right? Well, just take a pulse. Is your heart beating? It's the, day. It's, it's the right time to love. Right? Is your, are you breathing? It's the right time to love. Did you wake up this morning... Well, today is the right day to love. It's the right time to love. To act like Jesus did. For the same love that Jesus has from the Father, that same power of love is available to you and to me to be able to act like God. So that people would know the love of God from each other and from you. It's God's desire that the whole world would be filled with his love and that, that love would come out from you. But you can't give to others what you don't have yourself. And so when our relationship with God is broken, that relationship that is supposed to give me all of my worth, and that's supposed to give me all of my value, and that's supposed to tell me all that I know about me, then my hunger for self-importance, and we all have it, God gives that to us, the desire to feel like you matter. But when we get that filled not with God, what's going to happen is then you become You become food to me to satisfy my appetite and I'll devour it to the end. See, if God is not the source, then he's not the center of our life. And so we turn to these black holes of just constantly sucking in and hunger for affection and worth. And so we'll use affluence and achievement and our status, being right, our good looks, our fame... To give us a sense of life. But in the end, what we end up doing is just sucking the life out of everyone else. And division comes. Conflict comes. It all comes back to this striving to find life outside of God. In order to combat this temptation and to remain free to love others, we must drink regularly from the well of God's love. Do it all the time. To remain free... To be who you are created to be. Uh, You are created to be one who overflows with the love of God. And so others would see that love. It's a humble reminder of an almighty God who gave up everything, became a person. It reminds us of our obedience in the face of adversity, in comfort in the face of sadness. The cross shows us how we are to die. In this life, so that we might find new life that Jesus gives. For it's not just what God did for us, the cross is also the call to the kind of life we're to live. You've been born into a new family, you belong to God. And so we can greet this new life with gladness and joy in the life of the church. As his people, you have an important part to play. And it will require a lot from you. But in suffering and death, we begin to see how Jesus does make a difference in this world. The only one that makes a difference in the world. And so then, in the love of Jesus, we can give up. I can give up my own agenda and my own opinion and seek the good of someone else. To do it gladly. Love calls me to give up my pride and to give up my ego. And love, see, it's no longer me and mine and my time, my agenda, my way. And in love, it's you. And what's good for you? And so we can have this character of one heart and of one mind because we have one Lord and we have one baptism. We have one God who has called us all and made us one. It's Him that we belong to. It's not a pious fiction, but it is the real nitty-gritty reality of life. And thanks be to God that He puts to death in us all our sinful desire that threatens to rip us apart and that through him we would find real unity in Christ so that we can use his gifts and use them in love for Christ and for one another, for the world because that is who you are because that's who you belong to Amen and now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in true faith to life everlasting Amen